Welcome to VHS. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Cassie. Each week on VHS, we watch and discuss the top grossing film from that week, 21 years ago, what's changed about our viewing experience, and what hasn't. Our movie this week is Eraser. Woo! And the word eraser is not only a reference to Arnold Schwarzenegger's role within the plot of the movie, but a pretty apt description of the viewer's experience with the movie. Because <laughs> I watched this thing a little over a week ago, and I remember virtually nothing about it. <laughs> You've been erased. <laughs> I know there were some angry crocs and uh, plane stunts. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, I think eraser is also a good word because whoever wrote the screenplay should have used their eraser more. <laughs> it was nice. there was a lot <laughs> of parts that really just went on for a long time. But a very long time. And uh, as we've seen in Mission Impossible most recently, long stunts can be good mm. you, if you pace them right and they're interspersed with some other plot. Mm-hmm. This movie was like a grab bag of good ideas that didn't fit into other movies. So <laughs> the writers didn't want to throw them out because they could work. So they just like released them as a bonus episode and <laughs> Eraser was the result. <laughs> yep. That's pretty much it. So Eraser... Uh, it seems like a bit of a miscalculation, but Eraser was released by Warner Brothers uh, and debuted at number one on June 21st, 1996, right in the heart of summer blockbuster season. Mm. I feel like it could have gone for some low-hanging fruit, maybe, like October or February? <laughs> yeah, when there's nothing else nothing else out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It still it grossed about $25.5 million opening weekend, which deservedly is more than cable guy <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's it's a it was a blockbuster with arnold so it should have at least yeah you know made some money yeah and it was actually um so it stars arnold vanessa williams and james Kahn. it was arnold's first movie in to hit theaters after about a you know more than a year hiatus mm. no arnold movies had come out since 1994, when both Junior and True Lies came out. Mm, that was it's, a good year for Arnold. Mm-hmm. I think that was probably the high water mark for Arnold, frankly. Uh, looking at his filmography, it doesn't... <laughs> that depends. Seems like he never really came back. <laughs> depends on what kind of Arnold movies you like. That's true. <laughs> um, like the really trashy ones. It's the best of times, worst of times mm-hmm. kind of scenario. It's like yeah. he came back just long enough to tarnish his reputation <laughs> with Batman and Robin. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, yeah. Trash. Bro. I mean, and then he was like governor of California. So clearly it was time for him to, you know, he was ready for a career change, mm-hmm. as evidenced by the years 1997 through... I don't know when he became governor, but for the rest of time that he made movies. He's a great man. And even though Eraser kind of sucked, I still love him. Oh, oh, I love Arnold, too. I love him as a governor. I love him as an action star. Mm -hmm. So 
no no tea no shade to arnold mm. just he's made better movies than eraser <laughs> so much better movies and this movie wasn't like straight up bad it was no. just really boring and kind of pointless yeah. yeah um it was so the director is this guy named chuck russell who has Speaking of grab bags, has quite an interesting filmography. Mm. He also directed The Mask. That's the Jim Carrey um, one? Yeah, maybe okay. the Jim Carrey movie that I hate the most. <laughs> is it, though? But what I if, haven't seen it since I was a kid, worse, but I hated it even then. Worse than The Cable Guy? I don't know. Maybe. I hate that mask. <laughs> I hate that mask. <laughs> the Cable Guy didn't have that mask. So. Good, good guess, yeah. Well, Chuck Russell also directed The Scorpion King. Nice. I thought you would be interested to know. Uh, fun fact, I've never actually seen that movie. Oh! <laughs> Which is weird, because it's really in my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Is Brendan in that one? No, I don't think so. Yeah, so you're, you're a mummy purist. Yeah, that's what it is. Even though I really like The Rock. It's probably good. It's probably... I mean, I say good, I mean worth watching. It's probably worth it for me to watch. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not most people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's on my list. You're not most people. <laughs> I um, really like the mummy. I know you do. <laughs> it's also worth noting some some familiar faces in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Slattery, who plays Roger Ster- Roger Sterling on Mad Men, among other beloved uh rapscallion characters mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um was one of the u.s marshals he looked quite young and the farmer from babe <laughs> as an evil defense contractor <laughs> is the farmer from babe <laughs> such a big star i really thought he'd have uh spoiler have have a bigger role mm, but... he puts a gun in his mouth yay in act one yeah <laughs> that'll do pig. that'll do <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you recognized uh, one of the other marshals in this film. He's a very famous actor. Did you spot him? I didn't spot him. I see his name in the notes. Is that Fabrizio? Yes, it's Fabrizio. (laughs) Bastardo. (laughs) Oh, boy. Where is he today? What's he doing? Uh, you know, I looked him up a little bit, and he's doing mostly, like, TV stuff. Well, you know, it is the golden age of TV. Yeah. Probably the best use of his talents. Yeah. That's basically what he's been doing since, like, this movie. Uh, rounding out the top five at theaters this week, we had The Hunchback of Notre, da- Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Um, it's pronounced <laughs> Notre Dame. <laughs> It's it's not the Disney one about Quasimodo. It's another one about the the college in the mm-hmm. Midwest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, the Hunchback of Notre Dame, which is probably why I didn't know about this movie when it came out. I had bigger fish to fry, namely seeing Hunchback like twenty times. Did you really see the Hunchback like twenty times? I don't know if I saw it that many times in the theater. I definitely would have seen it at least once. Hmm. Dis- Disney movie coming out in the summer was like yeah. one of the highlights of my year mm-hmm. annually. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I've ever seen the entirety of Hunchback of the <gasps> <Lord. laughs> 
it was like sacrilege it was like the first of the disney movies that came out where i didn't really watch it a million times and i think Mm. just because i didn't have it on vhs Mm. someone matured early (laughs) so mature that's me what came out after hunchback i know i got super into hunchback and it was probably after that whatever came out after that was probably the first one that i didn't really care about oh i don't know you know yeah. why? It was because the next year I moved and I was hanging out with you. Yeah. Your influence. Sorry about Bad it. seed. Mm-hmm. Eh, maybe they just stopped making good movies. Yeah, we were getting older, too, you know. I'm getting older, too. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Time does make you bolder. Mm-hmm. Um. And you know the cross crossroads was still number one on the Billboard Hot 100. That's impressive. The summer of the crossroads. Wow. But it's not gonna be number one forever. Do you, Do you know what comes next? I don't know what comes next, but I know what comes eventually. Uh oh yeah. Yep. Do you want to try to summarize this thing? Just like a brief overview of the point of this movie? Um, I'll give it my best shot. All right. So Arnold Schwarzenegger is a U.S. Marshal and his specialty is witness protection. And the way that he protects his witnesses is by staging their deaths. And when he stages their deaths, it's very dramatic. And at the end, he says, you've just been erased. So that's why they call him the eraser. Um, but he gets involved with a real uh, high stakes witness who has some dirt on like a U.S secretary of something and there's a dirty u.s marshal who's trying to kill his witness who is played by james Kahn, who is like deranged actually he's nuts the entire movie he's like he's not just a dirty (laughs) cop he's straight up evil like like the joker (laughs) yeah like cartoonishly evil Anyway, so James Conn is trying to kill his witness and Arnold's trying to protect her. Oh, and they're dealing <laughs> the reason <laughs> the reason is they have they want to deal arms to Syria, I want to say, maybe. Um no clue. But the arms are like x-ray x-ray guns that shoot like it's like a photon beam, isn't it? Like I, I was trying. It's not bullets. Yeah, it's it's some kind of like rail gun, but when it shoots, oh yeah, this is what Devin was trying to explain to me. It shoots at such a high velocity that it like bends the air, and blue sparkles come out. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It looks like a laser beam, basically. Yeah, um, that's that's it. So, did you had you ever seen this before? Um, (laughs) uh, yes, I have seen it, but not, not nearly when it came out. I hadn't heard of this movie until, I don't know, a couple years ago, pretty recently. 
mm-hmm. when i bought it on amazon it <laughs> it uh it had the resume button so clearly we had watched it fairly recently <laughs> <laughs> yeah when we mentioned it in conversation um you you seem to have a pretty fresh memory of it, you and Devin both. <laughs> As did yeah. Megan. So I don't know how recently she watched it. She might just have it completely memorized from 20 years ago. Mm. Devin and I make a habit of watching Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. So we'll we'll watch pretty much any of his movies. It's a safe bet. Usually. Has he made any straight-up bad movies? Uh, like, unwatchable movies? I don't By your know. standards. Um, I can't think of one off the top of my head. There's gotta be one, though. Arnold, of course, is widely beloved. You are not the only one who will watch a movie just because Arnold is in it. Uh-huh. Uh, judging by the critical reception, that's the main reason people went to see this movie when it came out. Richard Corliss of Time Magazine wrote, Welcome back, big guy. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, the reviews were not good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not, it's no big mystery. It's kind of a stale movie with some weird plot issues. And uh, it's got a 36% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ouch. Yeah, not great. I don't know. I don't think it's like... I wouldn't give it a 36 like out of 100. There's nothing that I can point out as being just straight up bad about the movie. It's just kind of boring. I think it... I mean, it doesn't... It's not that it doesn't have a plot just so much happens and it's not clear why it's just not it doesn't hang together well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um the characters aren't particularly interesting mm-hmm. and there's nothing that any of them do wrong like arnold just plays arnold mm-hmm. maybe like a more subdued arnold than he has in some in in his better movies yeah he's just trying but, to protect his witness you know yeah and that's, you don't really care about a character like that. Vanessa Williams is a perfectly respectable, like, damsel in distress. She's way, her character is way smarter than your average yeah. woman who needs protection. And she's not a bad actress, but meh. She's all right. You're rooting James for Khan her. James Conn is bizarre. So, yeah, it's hard to point to what exactly makes it not great, but it's just a whole lot of meh. I feel like... James Kahn's character is really what I hated the most. Like, he was so cartoonishly evil and just did things that were so unhinged that it's like, why are people still listening to this guy? He's, like, freaking out. Yeah, I mean, the idea of a government official being that deranged openly (laughs) and just not acting according to any standards of decorum or policy and no one doing anything about it Mm -hmm. is unthinkable. Yeah, he he shot poor Fabrizio right in the chest. Oh, that was Fabrizio? Yeah. Well, he shot a lot of guys in the chest, so (laughs) it was on the plane. (laughs) Yeah, I remember the young eager marshall mm-hmm. getting 
not stabbed in the back, shot in the front mm-hmm. by James Caan. But I didn't, I didn't notice that it was Fabrizio. It's because he doesn't have his stereotypical <laughs> peasant, hey, Italian Fabrizio. peasant clothes on. <laughs> It's almost like they could have just put a like a peasant cap and a vest on a mop in that movie, <laughs> yes. and it would have played the same role. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> Devin was surprised that that actor is not Italian. <laughs> well, he's from Italian American, perhaps. He's from Austria. What? <laughs> he? Oh, you know what? Austria's right next to Italy. Northern. <laughs> <what> he said. <laughs> Northern Italy has a really different culture than Southern Italy. It's he true. could have Italian ancestry. Yeah, it's it's entirely possible. Still, probably not cartoonishly Italian as depicted in the Titanic, but sure. Mamma mia! <laughs> the Statue of Liberty is very small. <laughs> When are we going to start a Fabrizio fan cast? Oh, Fabrizio. I think we just did. Yeah, we did. Did you, other than uh, Fabrizio getting shot in the guts, <laughs> there were there were a lot of... So the good thing about this movie not having a cohesive plot mm. is that it's got a whole bunch of random shit in it that's very entertaining on its own. <laughs> yeah, it's mostly just action scene after action scene. Mm-hmm. It's pretty, pretty ridiculous. <laughs> uh, and as, you know, it's a prerequisite for a summer blockbuster that you need to have some... Uh, well, there are a few elements, actually. This one's checking off a lot of the boxes. Mm-hmm. We got some Pepsi product placement. Yep. Got where the Pepsi. Fa- mm-hmm. Fabrizio goes to drink some, is it water or soda that James Caan has already portioned out for Arnold, but it's poison. Mm-hmm. So instead, James Caan goes like behind the wet bar and gets a can of Pepsi and hands it to Fabrizio and says, here, you'll like this better. <laughs> goes down smooth also we have some more of that sweet sweet confidential data being stored on Mm cd-roms hottest 1996 tech yep just the latest in technology although it did have like an encryption where you couldn't open it on any old computer it was who knew there was such a thing yeah Gotta have the right program, you know. Kind of like how on my work computer, I can't uh, open zip files with WinZip, even though my computer always tries to open them with WinZip instead of just fucking unzipping them <laughs> like a normal computer. <laughs> work like I'm problems. a high stakes action movie every <laughs> damn time someone sends me a bunch of files. <laughs> Hashtag office problems. <laughs> WinZip. What the fuck? That's fun. That's a fun thing, right? That's relatable. <laughs> everybody can relate to win zip problems. Know what else everybody can relate to? CG crocodiles? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Just minding your own business, chilling in your croc hole, your splash pad, <laughs> and all of a sudden... <laughs> Some 
U.S. Marshal goes bumbling through your enclosure, and you have to kill him. Mm-hmm. They were very hostile. They're crocodiles. Like, does that happen? Like, even if, like, these crocodiles have been kept in the New York Zoo, presumably for many years, and their cage breaks, and their first instinct is to start eating people? <laughs> is that what would happen? Should I be concerned when I go to zoos? <laughs> I don't think you should ever be complacent around crocodiles. <laughs> they can't be domesticated. It's not like a a mammal where if you work with them for years, they'll grow used to you and feel some sort of loyalty to you. Mm. True. It will. They're very fast, too. Well, CG crocodiles, obviously, but real crocodiles are also extremely fast. I don't know. We can have a crocodile expert write in and tell us if we're off, if I'm off base, but I think they are extremely aggressive. All right. Those were some good CG crocodiles then, I guess. Very true to life. <laughs> the way they moved was so good. Ooh. There was a lot of bad <laughs> CG in this movie. Uh-huh. Real bad. Did not age well. No. Yeah, a lot of CG and it was bad. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of really elaborate stunts too, mm-hmm. like everything involving that weird twinkly gun. Yep, the twinkle gun, we'll call it. Unnecessary, unnecessary special effects and stunts, like when the farmer from Babe blows his head off. He's up on the twenty fifth <laughs> store of the building. He shoots through his skull and blows out the uh, the window behind him in this skyscraper. Mm-hmm. And there's a tremendous amount of suction that just pulls things from inside the office out the window. It's <laughs> pretty great. I get that it's windy up that high, but would that really happen? I don't think so. It's not the vacuum of space. I don't know. I frankly prefer not to think about windows getting busted out of 25th floor buildings. I don't You know where else I... windows wouldn't get busted? <laughs> where? Um I think the windshield of an airplane would not, (laughs) you couldn't shoot it out with a handgun. Yeah, you know, if you happen to be skydiving and the pilot of the plane decides to try to ram you, don't. Because you can do that with a jet. Of course, you can, you know, quickly change direction, you know, loop around and get a guy (laughs) who's, you know, going down towards Earth. But should that situation happen, I don't recommend shooting at it with a pistol. (laughs) It's not going to work out It seems to have worked. For Arnold, it yes, it did work because he's he's Arnold. <laughs> Although uh, that was clearly not Arnold in any of the actual skydiving <laughs> shots. <laughs> really, really obviously not Arnold. It's pretty great. He's no Tom Cruise. No, no, he's not. Arnold is too important. He cannot risk his beautiful <laughs> body. On stupid <laughs> stunts like those. So you're saying Arnold is not expendable? Oh, he is expendable though, because he's in those movies. But um, mm-hmm. got any favorite lines? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> There's a scene at the beginning where Vanessa Williams. <laughs> is getting to know her protector, Arnold. And I don't know why it comes up, but apparently she's telling Arnold about some nightmares she used to have as a child. 
And she literally says, when I was a kid, I used to have these nightmares about dragons. <laughs> what kind of messed up little kid has nightmares about dragons? <laughs> What's weird about that at all? It's little... What? Who's the target? Well, I would. I was going to say, who's the target audience of stories about dragons? And until very recently, it was children. Mm-hmm. True. Dragons are scary. Why not? What? stories did she see with dragons in them so much that they would give her nightmares (laughs) hey when i was little i had nightmares about a movie a monster in a movie that i hadn't even seen what movie uh amityville horror oh my mom so my mom had a paper route when i was little and in the summers i would go along with her like to help her with her route And she, in the course of one of these paper delivery days, she told me, like, the entire plot of the Amityville Horror. What? (laughs) Including the the scene where there's, like, a pig that appears in a window and has glowing red eyes and says, get out. Oh, God. (laughs) So I had nightmares for a while about a demon pig. That's so very specific and strange. <laughs> what part of that doesn't sound terrifying to you as a grown woman? So imagine if you were an impressionable child. Mm. I used to have nightmares about shamans, too. <laughs> shamans? Yeah. We went to a... um. Uh, we went to one of those Indian, like, recreation villages. Like, oh, it's an authentic um, oh, Lene Lenape mm-hmm. settlement. Like Waterloo you... Village or something? It might have been Waterloo Village, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's a, um, like, a shaman mask tacked up to a tree. Oh. And shaman masks are scary as hell. <laughs> <laughs> they still are. <laughs> Come on! I'm, I'm not going to judge you. I saw an owl at the Renaissance Fair, and I've never been the same. When did you see this owl? Like two years ago? <laughs> In college. So College! Yeah. <laughs> so I was a child in all of my stuff. <laughs> but as an adult, I can now appreciate just how horrifying owls are. He's a wise old owl with one taloned foot in the underworld and one in the mortal world. Or at least that's how I interpret him. That's uh, that's what I assume most owls are doing at any given time. That's <laughs> what you, they want you to think. Mm-hmm. Little creeps. So dragons don't seem like such an odd subject for I nightmare fuel guess. to me. So. Compared to demon pigs and shamans and owls. Harmless owls. <laughs> <laughs> Which one is more terrifying? A dragon or an owl? <laughs> well, owls are real, so you really have more to worry about from an owl than a dragon. You should worry about owls all the time. Sh- Constantly in daylight. <laughs> if you hear a scratch, scratch, scratching at your window, uh. what's that? It's a day owl. Ugh. <laughs> 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 
Did you hear something? <laughs> no, I don't think I heard anything. <laughs> like a strangely electronic owl. <laughs> Electro owl. <laughs> TM. Trademark. So, what did we call the weapon? The twinkle gun? Sparkle yeah. gun? Twinkle. Twinkle gun. So, if you could design a ridiculous, impossible weapon, what would it do? I think I would, it would be like a, um, it'd be like a genetically engineered, a bioengineered thing. So, it would be like, it would be something someone, something you'd never expect. Yeah. Like... Mm-hmm. For instance, like a nocturnal animal, but it hunts during the daytime. Oh, so like this isn't like a piece of machinery. You would engineer an actual Mm, thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Um, that's messed up. Yeah, like for instance, an (laughs) owl that came out in the daytime. (laughs) But some sort of even more terrifying owl. Like an electro owl. (laughs) Just like an electro owl. (laughs) <laughs> it would be a robot shaped like an owl. <laughs> um, just be a robotic owl. Have you seen Clash of the Titans? <laughs> no. Either the original or the new one. There is a legit a little robot owl in those movies. Oh, God. But he's cute, so this is oh, totally it's... different. Definitely, because mine is a dangerous weapon. What would he do? Um, whatever he wants. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, specifically, like, would he have, like, powers or some sort of... (laughs) He just goes around doing whatever he wants. standard owl stuff <laughs> he would like you know he has sharp talons razor sharp talons and he's um <laughs> mm-hmm. the mouse balls would probably come into it somehow mm-hmm, <sighs> mm-hmm. and he just like pu- he does maybe what he like <laughs> puke up some- <laughs> wait what <laughs> like puke up some pellets but they're explosive pellets <laughs> so we can just, just deposit them unseen <laughs> And then they detonate later, remotely. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let me see if I have this down. Your your weapon, your ridiculous weapon, would just be a straight up a straight up owl, but he's a robot. He does what he wants, and he can barf up exploding pellets. And the talons. And the talons. <laughs> right. The talons. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's all I had to come up with on the spot, Cassie. <laughs> we, I'm very hot. We had just been talking about electric, electric <laughs> owls, too. I mean, maybe if it works out with the owl, we could do it with other animals, too. <laughs> Let's just start with a bird. Why not? <laughs> How about you? <laughs> Do you have anything better than that? 
<laughs> I don't think I could come up with something better. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> maybe, okay, so maybe the owl also has x-ray vision, because I really enjoyed that aspect of this gun. <laughs> For no reason had an x-ray vision on it. That x-ray vision wasn't flawless, though, because it could see through everything except refrigerators. <laughs> Luckily for Arnold. It was really bizarre because also like there's a scene of a drinking of a person drinking milk uh at some point with the through the x-ray specs. It's not how x-ray works. Oh, and you could see the milk going yeah. in. <laughs> yes. Glug glug glug. There goes the radioactive milk. Well, you know that stuff that you have to drink when you're getting an MRI so they can like track its movement through your body yeah 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 maybe it was that like a nice nice refreshing <laughs> glass of iodine mri milk. tracing liquid <laughs> iodine milk yum all right refreshing mm-hmm. i think that's i think our job is done here yeah i don't think there's any more to say thanks to everyone for joining us this week on vhs if you like what you hear, um, why don't you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes? We're VH space YES in all caps. And while you're at it, maybe uh, leave a five-star review or five-star rating and maybe even a review. Yeah, I don't know. And if you want to keep up with us during the week, you can follow us on Facebook. Thanks to Devin McKernan for production support. And to Phil DeMontis for writing our original theme music. You can find Phil's stuff on SoundCloud. But as always, we understand if you don't want to take our word for it, we've got a second opinion for you from IMDb user Donald Roy Airy, who says, What showgirls did for nudity, Eraser does for action. Hmm, not sure if that's a compliment or not. It is not a compliment. Okay. It was a negative review. <laughs> Thank you.